This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Good morning, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, all of our social media outlets. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. Uh, also follow us too as well on the on the fan side of network as well as finfanatic.com. So couple of things here as we continue trudging through the summer here with no football going on. A um, couple of things uh, g- coming up here. The We've got June 1st cuts, and there are some possibilities for the Dolphins. There are some p- possibilities around the NFL that we can talk about. We'll also talk about some comments that Tua made um, about last season and, and where he expects to be here in 2021. Uh, and... Also, the Dolphins' interest in Melvin Ingram, who who could possibly be a Miami Dolphin before the summer is over. But Paul, starting out, um, and I tweet, you know, just just because I'm bored, I guess I, you know, I tweeted out a couple of things about about Tua. And look, Tua's comments are not, in the grand scheme of things, are not a big deal. They they really aren't. Okay, if if they were, we would be having a different discussion. But this is why I always say you need to lie to the media. Don't ever give them anything to go with because people like us are going to talk about it. People in the Miami media, you know, we're going to talk about it. So he said last year, I wasn't as comfortable just in general. I wasn't comfortable calling plays. I think the guys that we had last year were phenomenal. I just didn't have the comfortability of, of kind of uh, checking plays, alerting plays and doing that. I just rode with the play, even if I knew in a way that it wasn't going to work. I was going to try to make it work still. Any thoughts? Breaking news, Dolphins fans. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we're one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. The advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are as safe as possible. Did I mention wireless charging? The Lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. 
The multifunctional on-off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel, and it gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah, I mean, it, it's they didn't really have the full offseason with him. Um, I believe Tom Brady had some comments about the fact that he also wasn't comfortable with a lot of things with his new team and his new system. And you didn't really see, um, and I'm not making excuses here, and yeah, he probably could have lied to the media about it, but I can't picture two of being a liar. Um, you know, what's his face? The offensive coordinator that I've mentally blocked out because I hate him. Chan so Gailey. Yeah, Chan Gailey didn't really show comfort or faith in him, and everything felt like Chan Gailey was like, no, Fitzpatrick's my guy, so I'm just developing everything for him, and too bad. So, I don't know. Like, I think it's making too much out of too little on this one. It, it was very honest to him to say so, and it is what it is. I, I'm not going to crucify the guy over this one. Yeah, my point was more that uh, if and this is calling out a lot of Dolphins fans here, is if we got to last year, or or if in last year Sam Darnold had made the exact same comments, it would be weeks and months of comedy for Dolphins fans. That's my problem. And and that was the source of of my tweets there. Um, Where when, you know, Sam Darnold last year said he was was just being honest. He's a young guy. He was just, what, 20, 22 years old, seeing ghosts. Hey, the guy's just being honest. You know, it, it, here's my advice for Tua. If you're being honest, stop. Stop being honest with the media and start lying. That's my advice. Hey, you know what? Keep being honest. Uh, I'll say keep being honest. Let the other NFL fan bases laugh and then walk out and roast them, and then they will tear their own freaking team apart faster than anything. Keep being honest, Tua. Keep being you. Yeah. It's just something I'm indexing in the back of my mind where, uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, uh, they could call plays. They, they, they aren't saying the same things. It's where we are right now. Uh, look, look, I don't think Tua needs to make any excuses because he was a rookie last year. He was somebody who was not even really supposed to be on the field. A year ago today, we were talking about Tua uh, maybe redshirting his first year in the NFL. And then the the surrounding cast that he had around him did not match what he was good for. And now this year it does. I'm excited about two of this year. I would just like for him not to say these types of things anymore. Would you be comfortable checking out of a play and throwing to Isaiah Ford as your number two receiver? I I just, yeah, it's, it is what it is, man. It's, it's a good point. And, uh, and, and as I also tweeted out too, um, you look at uh, Gesicki and Parker, you get past them and, the the wide receiver, running backs, and tight ends that were on the field last year. Third was Lynn Bowden. Fourth was Durham Smythe. Fifth was Adam Shaheen. Now you're going to replace those parts this year with Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, uh, potentially Hunter Long in there at tight end. So, yeah, I mean, I, I without question, two is going to have the supporting cast and the weapons around him. That's that. That is what I'm ex- I'm excited about this year. 
Yeah, no, it, it's it just feels like Miami has so many weapons right now, and you know I, I know they're going to have to cut cut bait with a few people unless they're going to keep you know half their roster as receiving threats. So it's you know it's shake. I love you, dude. Thank you very much. Love it. Um, but yeah, it, it's God. You look at this receiving room. You look at this tight end room. You look at this running back room. Everybody out there is a receiving threat, and anybody that was comfy cozy as a starter at the end of last year really can't even be comfortable right now. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's take a look at. Uh, you know, well, actually, before we get to the June first cuts, the Dolphins have expressed some interest in Melvin Ingram. They brought him in here for for a visit. Thirty two years old um, was hurt half of last year. Played seven games. Didn't have a sack last year, but. You look at the three years before that, he was a pro bowler. And in fact, uh, before 2020, he had five straight seasons where he had at least seven sacks for the Chargers. Uh, former first-round pick in 2012, the year Ryan Tannehill was drafted. So, yeah, and it, this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the June 1st cuts because the Dolphins probably need need to clear out a little bit of room if they're going to go after a Melvin Ingram. So, yeah, he's, he's not the player he used to be, but you know, I, I think it's kind of interesting the Dolphins are looking at him. It is, and and I think he could have a role on this team. My biggest worry is we've got enough people that have an injury history. I, I don't want to fill the roster too heavily with that, uh, and that could be an issue with, with, with Ingram because he does have some injury issues behind him uh, the past couple of years that have really hurt his productivity. Absolutely, and uh, in the chat, Nizzle said, uh, I vote for Cat for, for the player haters ball. I Tugging at my heartstrings now. I mean, uh, with the the Chappelle show, you and Charlie Murphy put some put some water in Buck Nasty's mama's dish. Dude, if my neck uh, didn't hurt, I'd start doing the Buck Nasty shake. But you know, we can't do it. <laughs> uh, look, I, I I don't think I'm a hater, but hey, if if I get branded with that, so be it. Um, uh, so yeah, Ingram, I I I like. Th- that the Dolphins are, are are looking for different elements of their defense. They're not just going for one type of player. I'm actually surprised that they were looking at Ingram because 6'2", 249 pounds, kind of an undersized guy, but I, I think one of the thinnest positions on the Dolphins team depth-wise depth is defensive end because they, they are stacked at defensive tackle. They can go five deep at defensive tackle, and some of those guys can also, in some looks, play defensive end, but you know, as far as as a, a true backup to Jalen Phillips and, and Emmanuel Agba, uh, I think if if they get him at the right price, you know, a couple of million a year, just want to be part of a good defense. I think Melvin Ingram um, could definitely make some sense. Yeah, I think I think at best you 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 hit the nail on the head. Ingram needs to be in on a prove it deal at this point. Prove he can stay healthy. Maybe you throw some incentives in there, but. I'm going to be honest. It's anything over three and a half million. I'm kind of out, and that I don't think that gets it done with him. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be the price range that, that they're looking at here. Um, I might kick it up to four or, or so, depending on what kind of shape he's in. But right, make um, note, everybody, this is Memorial Day weekend, 2021. Cat was nicer than I am. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Paul, uh, speaking of uh, not being nice, the Dolphins may have to cut a couple of players um, here after June first. And basically, after <coughs> excuse me, coming over a wicked cough too. Um, after June first, 
basically, <clears throat> the, the short story is that you might be able to say to save a little bit more this year by cutting the player after June first and sp <clears throat> and spread out the damage uh, over two years. That that's that's the short story of it. That's why June first you might start seeing some guys cut. So, taking a look at first, uh, Jakeem Grant. The Dolphins could cut Grant. He has a cap number of about four point six eight seven million and um, six hundred thousand in dead money. So the Dolphins could save four point one million by cutting him. And I, I've been consistent with what I've said about Grant. I think he's one of the best returners in the league. I think I think he's blown it as a receiver, but I, I think he has made some legitimate game-turning punt returns here over the last several years. You look at. You know, every, every time he plays a healthy season, it seems like he takes two or three back to the house. They, those make major differences in games where most teams in the NFL don't even get a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown throughout the year. So <clears throat> I, I know, you know, I, I very simply, I would cut Grant if Waddle is the punt returner. If Waddle isn't, then I'd want Grant on the team. That That's kind of where I stand on that. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest here, it's... Even if Waddle is the punt returner, I would flirt with the idea of keeping Grant. Uh, I know it's just highlights, but we saw a lot of him working with two of this offseason. And given the fact that Waddle and Fuller are on this roster, you might be able to use Grant appropriately. I know I talked about it at length in one of our previous episodes recently, but the way they've been utilizing Grant on offense isn't really fully the right role for him. And I'd be very interested to see what this new co-offensive coordinator tandem co-offensive coordinator tandem uh can do with grant and make use of with grant i mean at worst you know a cut in august is as good as a cut in june and they don't owe jakeem grant anything other than money at this point so bring him into camp keep him on the 90 man and and see what he can do as part of this new offense because I think there's a potential for him to be able to do some special things. And, you know, I think that's an important point there too, that, you know, the, these numbers we're talking about, it's not like June 2nd, these guys are going to be cut or not at all. This extends out into the summer. So, but it's, it's good looking at the numbers here. So they can save 4.1 million by cutting grand. Um, I, I just don't see the value with him. If, he's not going to be your punt returner. If he's on the team and he's not returning punts, I don't know what you're doing with him. Um, so we'll see. Albert Wilson, the Dolphins can save $2.85 million by cutting him. I, I thought that number was higher, so I, I've, I've got to check myself on that. So, uh, you know, they if they cut him, they'd be paying him $2.33 million anyway. So maybe he is somebody you keep around now. I, I uh, you know, you look at the last – you know, ever since those first six games in 2018, Albert Wilson has either been injured, opted out, or hasn't contributed much. So, you know, I but you look at Will Fuller being out the first week of the year, maybe there is some room for him to stick around. There is, and again, I, I, I'm in the same camp with Wilson that I am with Grant as far as keep him around till August, see him in some preseason games, see what his chemistry is with Tua, and, and see what you've got there. I mean... If, if he's not electric, if he's not getting the separation that he was getting a few years ago, uh, then you part ways with, with a clear conscience. And even if he does something with someone else, he, he didn't show anything in the preseason with Miami. There you go. 
I still think uh, I, I'm sticking with my prediction for the receivers after the top three uh, of, of Parker, Fuller, and Waddle being Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden, and Matt Collins. The, those are my three. So I, I think Grant and Wilson will end up being off the team. But you look at the, you know, Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, and Durham Smythe are three players that the Dolphins can save some money by cutting. Um, and I think another team would be crazy not to call the Dolphins and offer, uh, you know, a sixth or seventh rounder for them, if that's the case. Because, you know, I, I, I think I, I don't think Grant, Wilson, or Smythe are going to have problems finding work next year. And then that brings us to Durham Smythe. He can save $2.2 million by cutting him after selecting Hunter Long. Yeah, and I think Smythe is more likely to stick than Shaheen at this point. It, it's Smythe is still the best blocking tight end on the team, and there there's a role for that, but it, it's going to vary depending on what they've developed for this new offense. Uh, if if they're not looking for much blocking out of the tight end spot, there's not really a spot for, for, for Smythe, and he will be gone. And as much as I like the kid, I'm okay with with parting ways with Smythe. I'm I'm a little indifferent, which you know how I feel about the tight end spot. For me to be indifferent about a player, that says a lot. Yeah, especially a tight end, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, they're just. I, I think somebody's going to have to go here. Whether it's you know the, the first player the Dolphins signed in free agency was Seathan Carter, and you know not not for much but they still they signed him the first day of free agency they were obviously prioritizing him he wasn't just somebody lying around and then in the third round they surprised a lot of people by drafting hunter long i think that spells trouble for durham Smythe and shaheen um yeah but i, th- I think the dolphins are going to keep probably four tight ends i had him keeping five actually because they can have a lot of different looks but more than likely they'll end up keeping four Smythe could be the odd man out in that situation. Uh, offensive tackle Jesse Davis, he can save three point six million. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping him too. Um, <laughs> I mean, right now, uh, I mean, if you think about it, right now, he's starting at right tackle, protecting to his blind side. I mean, we expect Liam Eikenberg to take take that job, and Jesse Davis to either be your top swing man or, or you know, maybe even get some looks at center. But yeah, I mean, it, again, it, 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 Jesse Davis is a player that. If you cut him and save three point six million, you may have to turn around and and try to look for somebody that's of his caliber, and you're probably not going to find somebody like that on the free agency market at three and a half million. Yeah, no, it's, it's he's probably going to be your top backup at four out of five offensive line positions. You may be able to potentially get him a little more work with a full off season at center, like they flirted with last year, and then he's either your potentially your starter at center if Skura you know, starts throwing grounders again. Um, or he's your top backup at all five offensive line positions and can come in and be a serviceable starter at worst uh, at most of those positions. So, yeah, you keep Jesse Davis every day. He was a captain last year, which I know doesn't always mean anything, but it, there's it, it's so pointless, the thought of signing Davis, and he'll get more than what you're paying him on the open market, period. And if Davis doesn't start and the younger guys do, you know he's not going to be a problem. Right. That that that's an important piece of it too. Uh Clayton Fedulum. No. Go. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. I th- I I do think he's gone. Look, I he wasn't signed to be a safety. He was signed to be a special teamer. And 
it's it's sometimes it's kind of hard to measure that. Um, I, I don't think anything necessarily stuck out uh, on the two punt returns for touchdowns. I, I felt like I saw him out of position, so that means something. He 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 had that nice fake punt run, but I mean the way I feel about Fedulin being on this roster is about what it sounds like when you say his last name. Just Fedulin, like it just uh, it, it's <laughs> disgusting. We have enough punt, punt coverage guys. We have enough kickoff coverage guys. We have enough special teamers, and we could fill his salary with five of them. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to go heavier a cornerback and, and go with three safeties on the roster if it comes down to that. Maybe Nate Holly, who kind of bounced around from practice squad to regular season roster, could be somebody that uh, that that becomes that fourth safety if the Dolphins do end up <clears throat> keeping four guys there. Dolphins could save a two point four seven eight million by cutting Fedulum and with no dead money, so they wouldn't they they wouldn't be on the books at all if they ended up cutting him. I think that does end up happening there. Um, Eric Rowe is somebody we don't see getting cut. I think it would be foolish. We also thought Bobby McCain shouldn't have been cut. So, but I, I, I definitely don't see them cutting both of them. The Dolphins could save 5.5 million by cutting Eric Rowe. Um, they may end up doing it after 2021 unless he plays even better this year. So no, but I, I, I don't see him being cut. I see the Dolphins three safeties being Eric Rowe, Brandon Jones, and Javon Holland. Well, and, and, in true fashion of, uh, I, and I'm with you on that. In true fashion, we actually skipped over a player that I'm hoping the Dolphins do when their final roster comes out. In Alan Hearns, uh, he was a guy I didn't want. Oh, yeah. The receiving core was was poor, and you know he's a guy that got hurt, opted out. Every visual I have of him is of him is getting killed on the field, and you know it's. His his best highlights are, ooh, I caught a pass and went right down. Um, I, there's just no place for him on my roster, especially given the depth in that receiver room right now. In 2019, just when I started warming up to him a little bit, he caught a pass against the Bills and went for like 25 yards and just after running for 10 yards, just flat out dropped the ball and fumbled it. And it turned out to be a major play in the game because the Dolphins were on the comeback. I think they were down 21 nothing. And then when Hearns caught that ball, they were they were down by just a touchdown and would have had the ball first and 10 and at the Bills 20 or so. Um, so, yeah, now they'd save $1.2 million by cutting him, but that's that's not the important part. I, I don't see him making the roster over a Lynn Bowden or a Preston Williams or um, somebody who can – you have too many receivers here who are good at something, and, and I don't think – I'd rather Hearns put is- Durham Smythe at wide receiver at this point. I, I can't disagree with that. Um, looking around the league here, too, Paul, um, should could possibly see some interesting June first cuts. Um, you know, I, I've got my eye on a couple of players here. Uh, nobody really jumps out as somebody I'm looking at. Like, man, I really hope he's cut. Um, on this list, kind of the the possible June first cuts. Anybody you've got your eye on? I mean, I, I know I had the list you sent me. Um, I had a few myself as well. Um, Jerry Hughes, I mean, I I know we've got a big, fat defensive line room, but Jerry Hughes can get after it, and there might like there might be a role for him if Miami were to look at look at bringing him in. Um, maybe Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. Uh, one that actually a couple that I would flirt with as well 
that very well might shake free. I know I've talked about the depth in this receiver room, but a player that I've always liked, even though I hated the uniform he had on, was Jamison Crowder from the Jets. He's a potential cut coming up here uh, with what they're doing up there in New York. Um, that if you can bring him in to be kind of a slot guy as well, you could really have some fun with this offense, and I think he would open it up a lot. I mean, every Dolphin fan knows he's been a Dolphin killer. It'd be nice to go up and, and smack the Jets around with him. Um, Taven Bryan could be an odd man out in Jacksonville. Uh, they've invested heavily in the D-line, and really his salary could be prohibitive. Uh, Bryce Callahan's coming off a couple injuries. He's a five-year vet, the corner from the Broncos. And Miami could improve the bottom end of their cornerback roster by, by taking a look at Callahan. I just don't know if he'd be willing to come in and be that fifth or sixth guy. But given Miami's proclivity for using corners on the field, and a lot of them, there's a possibility there. And then Jalen Richard from, from the Raiders. It's He has been criminally underused the past year. And he's a receiving threat out of the backfield. He's a solid pass blocker. And he's a lot more effective runner than people think he is. So he could be a guy to keep an eye on that Miami might come in to kick somebody off the bottom end of their, their running back room. Yeah, those are some good names there. Um, and there are a lot of running backs that I think are, are – you're going to see four or five of them in those final cuts in late August, early September that the Dolphins could be interested in. I, I expect the Patriots to cut Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know, I – you know, when, when you talk, I, I never liked him as a first round or even before the Patriots took him. Um, but when you start talking about somebody for a year, you know, two million dollars as the backup. I mean, yeah, there there could be some possibilities there uh, to uh, Kareem Hunt uh, was mentioned in the chat there, Chip. I, I don't see the Browns cutting him um, a trade. Maybe um, you never know. But. I, I don't see if they would take I, I don't know if they would take, you know, probably a fourth or fifth rounder, which is probably which is probably all that they're gonna get offered for it. Um yeah, looking at, at at some other possible cut candidates and Jerry Hughes to go back on that, yeah, he is thirty three, he is a veteran, but if the Dolphins are looking at Melvin Ingram, Hughes is kind of this that same style player, that undersized six three, two hundred and fifty pound defensive end, a little bit on the undersized uh <clears throat> um but still you know could could help you out in a role in a backup role for a year give you 20 30 snaps a game um brandon williams from the ravens dolphins don't need more defensive tackles but i've always loved this guy he is a massive dude um and and he's been he's been really good for the ravens who've got to clear out some money because they've got to get lamar jackson under contract long term so I, i don't expect the dolphins to go after him given the depth and the defensive tackle um I, I just don't see where they'd fit him, but still a player I like a lot. Um, Jalen Smith for the Cowboys, and he is coming off a terrible season, but every player on the of the Cowboys' defense is coming off a terrible season. Um, if if you're going to try to get your career back on the right track at 26 years old, maybe you think about coming to a team like Miami for a year uh, and you know play 30 snaps a game and you know hit hit 2022 free agency. Uh, with uh, with a little bit more shine to your name, so that that I, I don't expect the Dolphins to go after any of these guys, but they are some that that could be hitting the market here. Yeah, I think I think the most likely on that list is probably Jalen Richard, um, just because 
I think you have him and Dokes basically fight it out for one spot, and you're not investing heavily in either of them, and the return is so much greater than uh, the investment as far as if either of them shake out. But other than that, I mean, maybe a Bryce Callahan. Callahan's interesting. What's that? Um, Yeah, Callahan's interesting. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned him because – the Broncos took Pat Sertan, the second here, ninth overall uh, in the draft. They also signed Ronald Darby, and uh, they signed Kyle Fuller. So they've got three really good cornerbacks without Callahan. And Callahan's on the wrong side of 30. Um, yeah, I think he's a fantastic nickelback uh, and and would, would look really good in the slot. The Dolphins would probably stick with what they have. But, I mean, if you really want to take – take the secondary up from uh, you know what an a, an a minus or an a to an a plus callahan would probably be the move you'd want to make yeah the other guy i would flirt with and i know you said about three safeties is i've always been a big fan of trey edmonds i loved him in the draft when he was coming out and if he's a depth guy and you're going to keep four safeties to me he's an immediate upgrade over clayton Vegelum, um especially since the only thing that would have kept me from from being on this Trey Edmonds kick would have been if you kept Kayvon Frazier, who actually signed with the Bengals this week. Yeah, yeah, Edmonds, uh, late first rounder of the Steelers a couple years ago. In fact, I, I think I wrote down the wrong name we on the list we shared. Trey Edmonds is the running back. That's the third oh. brother. But um, yeah, there's two Ed- Edmondses. Yeah, I know Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds is his name. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, he's. One of the most shocking first-rounders I've ever seen. I, I expected him to go, like, third, fourth round, but he was mm-hmm. always a good athlete. Uh, and I think he's – yeah, I mean, he probably wouldn't cost all that much either. Um, he, him and, you know, he's kind of that linebacker-safety hybrid. So is uh, Landon Collins. Landon Collins signed that monster contract from Washington a couple of years ago. Obviously, they've they've regretted that to some extent, but he's still a good player, and he, he still would be a good fit in this type of defense. Whether or not there's enough snaps to go around for him, probably not. Um, but, yeah, there, there's some good names out there. Akeem Hicks from the Bears. I mean, uh, 31 years old, has taken a step back, but very, very talented guy too and somebody that you could rent for a year or two and would probably get on the field and, and, and create an impact there on defense. So, yeah, I, am. I mean, uh, we've thrown, thrown around some names there, Paul. Anything else jump out from the chat here today? No, um not really. I mean, other than Scummy saying that he agrees Bo Callahan is the move to make. Um, <laughs> Did I say Bo? No, no, no. He was just messing with us. I, sh- I should have, though. You uh, should have. It, it's, it, and it's funny because <clears throat> every time I said Trey Callahan, I heard, say it with me. You get Bo Callahan. Like, it's just, oh. You will never hear me quote that terrible movie. You will hear me quote that every chance I get, especially now. <laughs> I, I, I let me tell you this. Uh, um, at, before the actual draft started in that movie, I understand how most people felt after they watched The Notebook for the first time. It was a emotional experience almost. Then when the draft started, by the end of the draft, I almost walked out. <laughs> I was so angry. It was insulting to it, it was insulting to me as as somebody who watches the draft. Um, is, what's his name? Sonny Weaver? Is that the name of the GM on there? Sonny Weaver Jr. Sonny he would have been fired. Was the head coach that passed away the week before the draft. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. The the owner 
Um, or uh, the, the if if that were real life, the owner would have chased him out of the draft room with pitchforks before the draft were even over. So, all I know uh, is that that owner had I, I don't know what type of supersonic plane he had or limo that could transcend New York City traffic on a on a busy busy night to uh, get back to Cleveland so quickly. Um, but that that was impressive. That was the most unrealistic part of that movie was the owner getting back to Cleveland before like the sixth pick of the draft. It it was all just gross as as, as the way I, I I categorize it on there. So but, and by the and by the way, I think Kevin Costner sucks. So uh, I'm not a Kevin Costner fan, but you know what? I like the movie. I I, I have to say, and I mean, it was what I have to say too is Igor got involved in the fake draft in the movie. He got involved in the real draft this year, and while I'm at it, happy birthday to you, Igor Smith from Dolphins NYC. Happy birthday, Igor. Um, let oh, so let like, me on Bell thoughts, Cat. You know, I'd probably pass. I, I've I've always thought he's a little bit overrated, and I I think he's somebody that you've got to really base the offense around for him to be effective, and. He, he just hasn't been that impressive looking the last couple of years. I mean, I know he played with Adam Gay, so that hindered him. But when he went to the Chiefs last year, he barely averaged four yards a carry. And I, I watched the Chiefs' other running backs, like Darwin Thompson, um, and, and I thought they were better when Bell wasn't on the field. So I, I'm not a huge fan right now, so I'd probably end up passing on him. Just like I'd end up passing on Todd Gurley um, and a uh, Leonard Fournette if he was still on the free agent market. It, for me, it's it's when you're already a back that's not the fastest guy on the field, and you lose a step, and your mouth is not worth what your salary demands are. I'm all set. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think the Dolphins will add a running back here along the way. Um. But I, I don't think it'll be Le'Veon Bell. I, I think if they wanted Le'Veon Bell, they probably would have gotten him already, and that really hasn't hasn't come into fruition here. Um, and another question is: Are there any decent centers available? I would say not yet. But one one interesting player though that to to keep an eye on is, um, is it Austin Ryder or Austin Blythe, the the center for the the, the Chiefs now. Uh, who might end up actually being cut here later in in the summer because the, the the Chiefs really didn't expect Creed Humphrey to be available late in the second round and Austin Blythe uh, he was the the Rams center the last couple of years decent player uh, I think he could possibly be a slight upgrade for the Dolphins if he ends up shaking loose but we'll, we'll see on that um, and the only reason he would be available like I said is because of Creed Humphrey other than that not too many centers out there uh, in the free agent market. Um, that that really would be of any value. Agreed. I I I don't really see any right now, and I didn't see any that I really think are going to shake free. Other than that, so I mean, you never know. There are possibilities, but you got to think they shake free for a reason. And yeah, Austin Ryder. That's correct, Jeff. No, uh, so uh, so Austin Ryder. Just to confuse everyone, Austin Ryder was the chief center last year. And he is no longer with them. Then they signed Austin Blythe um, from the Rams. 
So that's a Austin's to keep keep straight for a team that seems to be cutting their entire offensive line after one bad game. Uh, but that's just me. Man, they've really stocked up. Uh, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Kyle Long. They've got a completely new offensive line. Laurent du- uh, duvernay Tarnif uh, was opted out last year. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, maybe he gets cut too, but he's really purely a right guard. And yeah, that's where he's always played, and and I think everyone expects Robert Hunt to be playing there. So, probably not somebody that's going to be on the Dolphins' radar. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think the most likely guy right now is Melvin Ingram. I, I think that could get done. Supposedly, he's working out there with uh, with Devonte Parker. Um, so that's going to do it for our breakdown here of June first cuts and a few other things going on here with the Dolphins. Be sure to follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter. Um, finfanatic.com and the fan-sided network here and uh, we're going to be doing shows here throughout the summer next week we should start looking at some dolphins positions and how they stack up here across the nfl um i'm brian cat nfl on twitter paul is fanatic underscore pick and if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side it is on the fin side here in america work is in trouble we've offshored our manufacturing sent away good jobs and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.